The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. We appreciate you guys making us your weekly destination to catch up with some of our favorite uh, Atlanta and Georgia guests, both past and present. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. All right, one of my favorite people. I mean, I mean that. One of my favorite people uh, from the days when I used to bug him sitting in the dugout when he was, you know, coaching Hall of Famers to working with him on the radio, Leo Mazzoni, kind enough to spend some time with us here on Welcome to Atlanta. So, Leo, here's where I wanted to start. I'm looking at the date. We're in the, quote, dog days, right? We're ending the month of August, heading into September. So give uh-huh. me kind of a recollection. How were your pitchers when it came to just um, – you know, energy level and health and like, where were they as you turned the calendar to September when you were coaching, knowing you had a whole month of October, um, generally speaking, each and every year, how were they doing physically? Well, I think physically they were as strong as they ever were. And we always thought that our strongest month was going to be September. So uh, there was, that was never a concern in in that great uh, 15 years with Bobby. Uh, it was never a concern of any fatigue, uh, any fatigue factor whatsoever in our pitching staff. Matter of fact, we always felt that we were at our strongest in September, and we did everything in September that we did in April. Nothing changed. You didn't change your routine. You didn't say, well, wait wait a minute, this guy, you got to back him down. You got to skip this guy. Nuh-uh. No. You keep a routine going all the way to the end. And, there, and so, therefore, there was only one time, Matt, when we changed the routine, and that was after we had clinched a pennant. Or after we clinched the division, you took a poll with the pitchers and said you got one start left before the postseason starts. They already knew what games they were going to start in the postseason. How many innings do you want to pitch in your last start? We called it a, a cool-down start. And so they would come to me, for example. You know, Maddox would always say, well, I'll take three, and, and, and that would be plenty for me. You know, Glavin would always take a little more. And so they, they had their input as to how many innings they wanted to pitch in their last start. Other than that, nothing changed from – Camp Leo to the first game of the playoffs until the last start of the regular season. So then when you hear about teams, and this happens pretty routinely now, skipping guys Mm -hmm. to give them an extra turn or going to a six-man rotation, how do you react to that? I I think it's uh, silly. It's absolutely silly, and it doesn't work. I think the more rest you provide, uh, 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 in other words, if you can throw more often, and, and be out there more often and get in your routine more often and never change that routine. And you, you're always on a, on a, a, a program of, of getting on the mound to practice your craft, getting on the mound to pitch. And so, therefore, if you, if you start shut somebody down, then crank them back up, you actually raise the risk of arm injury. Say, oh, we're going to give him a 10-day breather and he can practice here on the side or whatever. No, 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 no. All that's going to do is defeat the purpose of what you're trying to accomplish. So, therefore, the routine and never changing. And, and and if you talk to any pitchers that, well, maybe now they don't say that, but, you, you know, you would say – and also they would say, well, I don't want to – don't skip me. I mean, I want to stay sharp. And no, I'm not going to be the guy that misses a start because they felt that 
that uh, that in a regular routine they stayed as sharp as you can possibly keep them. And that wasn't abusing nobody. I mean, there was, you know, you still had your pitch counts. But here's the most important thing, Matt. Bobby Cox was such a genius that instead of a pitch count, we had a max out inning. So what was a max out inning when you're talking to the fans? The max out inning is this. A pitcher's going to go out any time after the fifth or sixth. You know, look, well, the five's gone. Okay, we know we're doing that. Don't give me five and say, okay, I'm done. Don't. We don't even want to hear that. So anyway, so after about the fifth or sixth inning, you say to the – Bobby would come to me and say, Leo, he's going to max out this inning. By that – I mean, he's going to max out his effort to get through an inning in a close ball game against the, the heart of the lineup. And I, I would either say, yeah, I think he's going to max out, or no, I don't. Okay, if he wasn't going to max out, he's not coming out. So, therefore, pitch count doesn't matter. If he's going to max out, then he's coming out, and therefore, pitch count don't matter. Folks, let me ask you a question. When it comes to dealing with experts, don't you know they've got your best interest in mind? Think about somebody in the medical profession as opposed to you diagnosing yourself. You would never do that. When when it comes to insurance, I would think, yeah, you can go shop your own rates, but don't you want the professionals to do it for you, the experts? Well, I'm talking about the Rhodes Group. My friend Clayton Rhodes and the great folks at the Rhodes Group, they did that for me, and you should know. You should be shopping your rates or having pros do it each and every year because the rates change so much when I'm talking about home or car insurance. You could be saving a bundle if you have professionals like the Rhodes Group shopping for you. They did just that, and they saved me a couple of thousand dollars a year with home and car insurance combined. You can be the next to save a bunch of money with the Rhodes Group. I want you to go to their website. It's Rhodes-Group.com. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S-Group.com. Or follow me on Real Matt Land on Twitter. You'll see the link. You can click over and have them give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. Locally owned, a great bunch of folks who are professionals when it comes to finding you the best rates. Go to Rhodes-Group.com. Have them shop your rates They'll give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Well, let me ask you about the pitch count thing, because like you, we're in a different world now, where everybody's obsessed with the hundred pitch mark. Right. How, how do we ever get past that point? How do you build up young guys to not like look over their shoulder and know? All right, I'm going to pitch. I might be in in the 95 pitch right. range in the fifth, so I'm not going to see yeah. the fifth. Like, how do you change that culture? Well, it has to change, Matt, and at the beginning, after you sign them. And you know, and you get them into the minor leagues, and and, and it has to start there. You just can't uh, not pitch many innings. Look, the greatest teacher a pitcher has is innings pitched. And what they've done in the minor leagues is they've taken away 
the innings pitched. So, therefore, when you get to the big leagues, the fifth inning now for the starting pitcher has become the ninth. If you read what I'm saying in between the lines. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's what's happening in the game today. But it, it would have to start right out of the get-go. And it can, it can be so easily done, yet for some reason um, certain uh, uh, people in the game or whatever. I talked to a guy, uh, um, not a strength coach, but a doctor who, who, who said to me one time, he says, you can develop a pitcher to be a five-inning pitcher. You can develop him to be a six- or seven-inning pitcher. You can develop him to be a nine-inning pitcher. He said, you know, and, and go through the process. He said, so, you know, but anyway, that, 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 so what they've done is they've they've decided that, partic- that, that this five-inning thing. Let me tell you something. I'm watching Charlie Morton the other night against the Yankees. By the way, that was one of the best games I'd seen all year. It was, and I, phenomenal. It was a playoff game. Yep. It was Phenomenal game. Yeah. Now Charlie Morton's pitching against the Yankee starter, the lefty. Charlie Morton's stuff is so much better than the Yankee starter so, stuff, right? So now I'm sitting there, and now I'm getting, a, I'm starting to figure out, Matt, why these pitch counts are getting so high. Charlie Morton would take, would set up one pitch to get to another pitch to set up another pitch to set up another pitch, and it was all about setting up pitches. And I'm sitting there at the TV hollering, "Get your decision now." You get your decision now. Get your decision one pitch sooner. I used to tell that to pitchers all the time. Get your decision one pitch sooner, and that pitch count won't be at 90 or 100 after five innings, you know? That's, because that's interesting. He had yeah. A chance, yeah, he had a chance to take guys out immediately because they, they, the hitters, what happens too is what's lost in the equation is is the watching the hitter react to your pitches is going to tell him how to get him out, tell you how to get him out. And he was making some guys look sick. I know he hung two breaking balls for a moment, but he was making guys look sick, and his stuff was exceptional. So, in other words, I would look at that game and say he had shutout stuff but only went five. And, and there's no way he shouldn't have gone maybe seven, eight, nine, I don't care, with that type of stuff that he had. He should have, he should, he should have put those guys away one pitch sooner. Don't give me the – the uh, the percentage of, of the of the box where you pitch guys and the and the analytics of the percentage of the box when you can see that there's no way this guy can hit a particular pitch that he's throwing that night and that he can take him out one pitch sooner now he's going into the fifth inning with say yeah, after five innings he might have seventy not ninety or whatever you know no, and, that's, and he had nine strikeouts. I well, mean, how, let me, let me ask you how that stuff. compared. Like, how, how did you, I'm sure, and I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You're sitting what? at home watching Max Freed, you know, a week earlier against the Orioles, throw that 90 pitch uh-huh. gem. Like, how much did that make you tingly, knowing that he just executed everything, didn't waste any effort, and was easily right. set up to pitch the ninth? No question about it. I mean, you know, it's it, it, and I was tickled to death that he was that he was allowed to finish the game. I mean. I'm thinking, come on now, don't don't just don't take him out because well he got this lead and he got this. Let him let let the guys experience what it's like to complete a game. And here's the thing: you talk about your bullpens. Everybody, ah, oh, our oh, bullpen, what this? Everywhere I go, Leo, what are we going to do about the bullpens? Well, how about letting your starters go deeper into the game? That takes care of the bullpen. If your starters go deep, you you mean to tell me? Say for example, and you might think I'm crazy, but. Anyway, you might know that back in the day, you knew I was. Anyway, 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 Charlie Morton's after five innings, right? He's got nine strikeouts. He's down four to two, right? Down four to two in that game with the stuff that he has. I'm not so sure I'm taking him out, to be honest I, with you. I would agree. If, if Morton's, you know, the way you know, Morton's I'm not, pitched. I, you know, but, yeah, I mean, why not? He can go six or seven and throw 110 pitches for crying out loud or whatever. Well, the, the question becomes, look at, look, at, look at the way the game played out, right? And, and I'm not picking on Snitter or anything. No, but no, no, no. Like Snitter does you, a great job. When you go to 
you know, Edgar Santana and Jesse Chavez, give me an 85% or whatever the, the percentage is that Charlie's got at that point and ride it out for a couple of more innings. I'm with you. Right, right. And, 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 but here's the thing. If, if, you, if that happens more often, then any type of flaws in your, in your bullpen are covered up. So the more about, you expose, the more you expose them, the more you're going to find out certain things about certain individuals, depending on the inning that you're bringing them in to pitch. Yeah, I would so agree. therefore, your you know your rotation takes care of your bullpen, not the opposite. Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. Uh, I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screen, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course their homemade jumbo cookies. Now these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on Uber Eats, check out the Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11:30 till 3:30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let me ask you, I'm going to ask you about the injury thing, because there could be bad luck or there could be more to it. And you talked about, you know, the the best way to build these guys up from a a stamina standpoint, health standpoint is is pitching more. So you watch what's going on with DeGrom. It's a shame. It stinks. But, you know, this is repeated with him. They're still waiting on Syndergaard to come back. When you Mm -hmm. see stuff in the same organization, does it raise an eyebrow for you? Yes, it, over and over. You know, it, it started back when we were still all there. They well, Mets would always talk about these great rotations they were going to have, and each every time you, they talked about them, none of them were left standing at the end of the end of the year. Not everybody was going. Now, let me tell you something. And here's how Degrom's not. You know, uh, he's probably. I, I'm not a doctor, but I, you know, if he doesn't get Tommy John surgery here for some particular time, I'm going to be shocked. You go to here's what you do as a pitching coach, Matt. You go to a guy like DeGrom, and you're hearing who leads the major leagues in the most pitches at 100 miles an hour. And right away, that's going to send up a thing to me going, I don't like that. 
I don't like that stat. Who leads the league in the major league in most pitches at 100 miles an hour? I don't like that. As a pitching coach, I'm and now he's not making starts. He's being skipped. As a pitching coach, I'm going to that to Degrom, who whoever else I'm coaching, and saying, "Look, can you think you can trust locating 94 or 95? If you can trust locating 94 or 95, then you're going to lower the risk of arm injury." You're going to quiet down your delivery. You won't, and, and, and therefore you're going to pitch. You know, he, he's look. He's got great stuff, and he's a tremendous pitcher. But the key to this whole thing is, why do you have to say he's throwing? He leads the major leagues in 100 mile an hour pitches. Right way that tells you know what that tells me. Uh oh, there's a real good chance he can blow because the velocity numbers that everybody's talking about. And what's being put, the emphasis being put on these velocity numbers, not only in the big leagues, not only in the minor leagues, but in also travel ball and teenage kids is ruining arms. I don't disagree. I'm watching it right now with, with, with my kids playing. And, and the, okay, maybe this is anecdotal, right? I always find it funny when the game is out of hand and, and a manager uses the position player to come in and pitch and he's throwing 70 right. or 65 miles an hour and you watch major league p- hitters struggle with the timing of it, which... While I'm not going to go that extreme, it does make you wonder, though, like in the bullpen, everybody's throwing 98 to 100 but throws it straight. What if you did find two or three guys that could live on the corners? And we we watch Melanson, you know, and when when Will Smith's Mm -hmm. on, it's the same way. Like those guys can exist at a high level, correct? Well, here's the thing. Number number one, pitching a a regular in a ball game and, and the entire run in Atlanta, that never happened because I think it's an embarrassment to the pitching staff. And I think, uh, you're doing the fans a disservice by making a mockery of the game. Okay. That being said, you do everything you can with your minor, with your bullpen. You do everything you can to be able to, and to, to your point, to, to teach them a straight change. Because if they, if they are able to command a straight change, it negates the lefty, lefty, righty, righty situations where you have to change all the time. And it's even more so now when somebody has to come in and face three hitters. So therefore, for example, Mike Remlinger was an example. You know, he was a 90-mile-an-hour guy, but he, he never had any success in Cincinnati. He comes to Atlanta. What's he do? He, he, he teach him a straight change. He comes up with it, and all of a sudden, go ahead and pinch hit your right-hander. He's our left hand. He's our go-to guy in the eighth inning for four years. And here you're talking about Greg McMichael coming in and throwing 83 miles an hour with a great straight change. Well, I used to go to Mac and say, you're our left-handed reliever even though you're right-handed. So, therefore – those th- and what's what is so wrong with a pitcher coming in and getting a ground ball? What I'm you look at you look, you know I've talked to some of my former pupils about how catchers set up behind home plate and you look for a ground ball situation and they're given a target letter high and all you need is a ground ball. You know what is wrong with a sinker baller of getting a ground ball? We used to love to be able to do that. You know, bring in a sinker baller, get some ground balls, and see you later. You know, and and so therefore, some of the things that are going on and how this, how the, how the use of this pitching is going on in the major leagues, I think somebody's missing the boat. That's for darn sure. Well, let me ask you about that because I think it's a great topic that you just kind of to to let us down there. Let me ask you about catchers and and then a couple of things here. Number one, the pitch frame has, has become this huge thing, but it kind of goes part and parcel with like the shift that we're watching teams shift more than they ever have. But to your point. Right your pitchers in a lot of cases aren't helping the shift out because they can't locate what's happening. So how do you as right. the pitching coach there 
how, what would your strategy be to, to the catcher and saying, here, here's where we're trying to throw this pitch. But, you know, the shift is set up sort of, you know, going against that. Like, how do you get mm. the two to work together? Well, here, here, here's what we used to do, Matt. You know, and, and I, I learned this my first year in, 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 as a major league coach. And I had a coach come to me and say, Mazzoni, you're pitching against our defense. You know what I said to him? <laughs> you know what? I said, I said, you got it wrong. He goes, what do you mean I got it wrong? I said, we defense according to how we pitch. Yeah. See? And so, therefore, you turn that around. We're going to defense according to how we pitch. Now, why would you not, in a ground ball situation, try to get the ground ball? You know, in other words, if you, if you got a sinker baller out there, or, or Charlie Charlie Moore's got a great two seam heater, you know, and you got a sinker baller out there, guy that moves the ball and keeps the ball in the ground, why are you going to go up in the zone? You know, so in other words, we, you base your attack, you base your attack of the opposition on your pitcher's strength, not what the hitter does or does not do. Now there are places you want to know where to go after you go strike one to expand the zone on a particular hitter. And that's all, that's what you really need to know. Where do I where where do I attack with my fastball and what will he chase? Now the catchers now all of a sudden somebody's going to I'm looking at guys at catchers that are playing first base behind behind home plate trying to backhand a bouncing ball going to the wall. The way they're setting up there's no target, there's no, you know, and they're, they're down on one knee, then they're raising their glove up, they're raising their glove down, and I can tell you I had a great pitcher named Greg Maddox. If he saw catchers moving around like they were back there, now he'd call timeout, bring him out to the mound, and say, "Dude, be quiet back there. Quit moving. Quit moving. Set up where we're going to go and stay there." What do you think of the one knee thing? When did that happen? That that became the I don't know. Deal? I mean, I don't. I think it's so ridiculous. You know, and, and you know, it's, it's a one knee thing. You're down on one knee. You're giving your targets. Is I get what are they trying to do? Steal strikes? Well, I mean, the best way to steal strikes is some wise man told me one time how you set up, how you do not move the glove, and the closer you get your head to the glove, the more low strikes you get. In other words, you look at a catcher behind home plate. He sets up. The further his head is back from his glove, the, the, the less he gets the lower pitch. If you look at the catcher and he puts his head closer to the glove, then you're going to get the lower strike. So these are all things that you – you know, when you're trying to uh, get strikes, not moving all over the place and putting the glove up here and going over here and then starting some guy off with a high fastball up and in. I mean, you're going – and then you can you can always tell, too, that breaking ball, breaking ball, breaking ball, breaking ball, you know. And, and for example, Smiley, right? Well, he's, you know how good he would be with an effective straight change? And he's, he's a decent pitcher. You know he's a decent pitcher. How effective would he be with a straight change? He would he, he would take him to another level. Even Max Fried, who I love, by the way, he's got a good number on too, number fifty four. I've heard and, of that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, just and because you're always looking to get better and always looking to upgrade, regardless of how much success you're having, something that would go away from the barrel, you know, go away from the barrel to bat as opposed to a fastball, good breaking ball, and, and Fried's got an exceptional breaking stuff and. Fastball is good. Makeup is good. Delivery's good, you know. And uh, so him and Charlie Morton, I think, are a great one-two combo. They could be even better. Charlie getting his decision one pitch sooner, 
and Max being able to mix in a few more straight changes to get through some easier innings. Let, but Leo, let me go back for I one second. About. Let, let me go back for mm-hmm. one second. I want to ask you, ask you one more thing about the catcher on the knee. As a coach, yeah, yeah. as a manager, when there are runners on base, specifically second or third, are you surprised that more managers and coaching staffs aren't addressing that because we're seeing so yeah. many times the wild pitcher pass ball? Which... I, know, I know it. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. You know. And, so, and, and in talking to some of my uh, compadres, they say it's hard to watch. Folks, let me ask you a question. When it comes to dealing with experts, don't you know they've got your best interest in mind? Think about somebody in the medical profession as opposed to you diagnosing yourself. You would never do that. When, when it comes to insurance, I would think, yeah, you can go shop your own rates, but don't you want the professionals to do it for you, the experts? Well, I'm talking about the Rhodes Group. My friend Clayton Rhodes and the great folks at the Rhodes Group, they did that for me, and you should know. You should be shopping your rates or having pros do it each and every year because the rates change so much when I'm talking about home or car insurance. You could be saving a bundle if you have professionals like the Rhodes Group shopping for you. They did just that, and they saved me a couple of thousand dollars a year with home and car insurance combined. You can be the next to save a bunch of money with the Rhodes Group. I want you to go to their website. It's Rhodes dash group.com it's spelled r-h-o-a-d-s dash group.com or follow me on real matt land on twitter you'll see the link you can click over and have them give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the rose group locally owned a great bunch of folks who are professionals when it comes to finding you the best rates go to roads dash group.com have them shop your rates They'll give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. So you know, here's but, what but I want to ask you. Yeah. Braves yeah. fans are, are, are always wondering. I think every fan does. Young pitching is such a weird thing. When the light comes on, when a guy mm-hmm. gets it. So we watched Ian Anderson just come up and pop, and that's not normal. Like, you know, you don't pop right away. A lot of times there is the you go back and forth, AAA, major leagues, and that type of thing. How tough is it? For any of these guys, be it, you know, Tucker Davidson, who got a shot this year, or Muller, mm-hmm. or we've seen, you know, Kyle Wright. When you're in the midst of a pennant race and you don't have the time like I used to talk to Glavin about or Smoltz or those guys, that the teams weren't good, so we're going to throw you out there 30 times a year and no matter what, we're going to develop you. Like, how tough is it for these guys to deal with the situation where they, they don't have time to develop because their team's in a pennant race? Well, and number one, I'm surprised that uh, – the with the Ian Anderson, I could see the other names you mentioned, but Ian Anderson to me has a chance to be an outstanding pitcher with a great straight change. But I think, you know, I think he got a little bit of an injury problem. I don't know for sure. Yeah, he should be back he here. Great, looks like soon. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he, you know, he has a great straight change. 
And, you know, and the only time I've seen him get burnt was with a breaking ball mistake or trying to go up in the zone, you know, go up in the zone and not get it up high enough. But I think that he has a chance to be an outstanding pitcher. It's a matter of just going to the post when it's his turn. And here's the thing. When you have a young pitcher like that, we had to go through all that. You know, in the, in the first half of 91, we weren't very good. Then all of a sudden in the second half, boom, we take off. We catch the Dodgers, and now we got a pennant race for the last 68 games of the season. But I'm going to tell you what a lot – here's a, here's a young pitcher named Steve Avery who was only 21. The year before, he's 3-9, and nine, okay? Now all of a sudden we're in a pennant race. And now Aves pick – in other words, he responded the other way. And so I would expect an Ian Anderson. I would expect a Max Freed. I would expect them to step up their game. I wouldn't expect them to go – I wouldn't be worried about, oh, man, he's got to do it. Uh-uh. Go out. It's your turn. You know, it's Bobby Cox always used to tell me, Leo, don't ever tell a pitcher we got to get him out of the game with a good taste in his mouth. He's in the big leagues now, and we want results and we want wins. This is not about getting getting him out with a good taste in their mouth. You know, right. and so therefore you pitch. You go to the post and you pitch, and you're in the big leagues, and we expect you to do extremely well. Not we're not trying to protect you. We're trying to win the game. When you okay. watch a young pitcher struggle, though, you see a Kyle Wright who has all the stuff. Like, he has everything you would want. Yeah. How much is it between the ears that he doesn't trust it, and how do you address that when you're trying to coach him? Well, when you're trying to coach him, you go to this. You go to him and say, look, Kyle, you're going to get in trouble a couple times during the game. You're going to face adversity a couple times during the game, you know? How are you going to overcome the adversity and have damage control? If you resort to superpower and super control, you will not get out of the inning. You will have you will not have damage control and it'll snowball on you. But if you're mentally tough enough to talk about making your pitches, being sneaky quick instead of overpowering, and pitching and not throwing, then you will have damage control. You'll get out of the inning with one. And we can get out of the inning with one four or five times in, during a nine inning game and rules are a real good chance we're gonna win the ball game. So it's all about trust. It's all about having the communication to let them know that it's it, it, you know you cannot get nothing done with superpower. Superpower will mean you raise the risk of arm injury. It also means you're raising the, the pitch in the strike zone. You're getting into the nitro zone, and then super control is going to get you behind in the count. So you got to make sure that that's communicated to every single one. You got to make sure that they understand is their control the whole plate, half the plate, the, you know, the corn. There's all kinds of stuff that you talk about. But here's the one thing that I always remember: you go out to a pitcher, he's in trouble, right? And well, I'd look at him and I'd say, "What's your most important pitch?" And he'd go, "Well, fastball." You know, I said, "No, it's not. Your most important pitch is your next one." Why is your most important pitch your next one? Because if you didn't like the one you threw before, and you're out here kicking yourself in the butt, now you're going to try to blow it by somebody. I said, you can't call timeout and bring that pitch back. So what's your most important pitch? It's your next one. So therefore, concentrate on making pitches now. You know, make it's about making pitches. It's not about mechanics. It's not about all this stuff that, you know, do this, do that. No, no, no. Once the game starts, mechanics stops, and it's your job to make pitches. You know what? You sound like you've done this before. <laughs> hey, let me ask you one more before I let you go. Because sure. we're on the same page. Max and Charlie give you a shot in a playoff series, no doubt. Oh, absolutely they do. We'll wait on Ian to see what that looks like. But what do you think of Enoa? Like, what's the ceiling on Waskar? What do you see out of him? Because he got up to the great start before the loss right. that he took I, I against mean, the I, I like him a lot. I mean, you know, so, sometimes I, I, I sit there and wonder, you know, not, 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 
in, in his case, but in cases around baseball where there's so many changes now with the pitcher send him, send him up, send him down, send him up, send him down. And sometimes a guy pitches good and they still send him down, you know, to get a fresh arm or whatever. I don't know what the hell's all going on there, but I like this kid a lot. And I think he has a chance to be a good starter. There's some, there's some talent there uh, with, with Noah and, and, and Truist. I mean, what's the, um, the other kid? Um, well, uh, there's, uh, the right, well, there's the Kyle right Muller, there's Tucker Davidson, there's Tukey. Yeah, Tukey. Yeah. And I mean, so those guys, you know, there's a chance there to be pretty good, but you cannot put it all together unless you're out there going to the post on a regular basis. And if you do have a bad game or two, that doesn't mean you automatically get skipped or you're sent out or whatever, you know, whatever. You've got to be able to get a routine going and roll this, start rolling rotations over. If you start rolling them over and you have your four guys, the fifth guy you can play with, if you have your four guys rolling it over, then uh, then you start to bring along a rotation that uh, 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 means something, you know, that uh, you can count on every fourth or fifth yeah. day. It's it's hard. It's, I haven't seen a whole lot of it around all of baseball, to be honest with you, but yeah. uh, that seems to um, uh, be the way things go now. So, All right, la- last thing for you, Leo. I, I love what you said yeah. earlier about pitchers and travel ball and young pitchers. Talk to the moms and dads out there, because I know you do clinics and I do you work with colleges yeah. and high schools. What are you seeing and what would you advise parents to do if their kids are pitching and they're 12 and they're 13 and they're, t- they're throwing change and curve and they're doing all this stuff? Like, what would you advise the parents with these kids? Well, what I advise the parents and kids is this. Num- number one, you gotta, uh, it, 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 it's, you've got to forget about this, this, how hard you can throw. It's about, and I tell the parents, whatever, the, whatever pitch was selected, where did it end up? And you have to let your children grow into their velocity. In other words, you, some some guys mature at different ages. You know, I watch some of the Little League World Series. Some of those kids got great breaking balls. You know, I don't see nothing wrong with that because I firmly believe that it's not a particular pitch that hurts your arm. It's the amount of effort you're putting on the pitch that hurts your arm, a particular pitch, and also the distance that you're throwing it at. For example, say a 12-year-old comes to me and, 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 I, and, a, and he has a pretty nice release on his fastball, and I want to teach him how to spin the ball a little bit. I to show him how to cushion his elbow and spin the breaking ball a little bit. That's at little league distance. Now, maybe what, what happens now to that same pitch, whether it's a fastball or a breaking ball or a change or whatever, when he moves back to 60 feet, six inches and doesn't have an intermediate gap. When, when you go like to middle school from little league and all of a sudden you look in, you can't throw that same pitch then and you can't teach him that pitch then because it's the distance that he's throwing it. So you take all those factors into play. Oh, well, he's throwing too many breaking balls. No, 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 no. He's trying to throw the ball harder than he can. He's trying to throw a breaking ball better than he can. Everything is based on effort. How hard can you throw it? You know. And the other thing is play another sport. Once the baseball season's <laughs> over, play another sport. Here's the other thing. Don't specialize positions at a young age. And I'll tell the parents this too. There's nothing wrong with throwing a baseball year round when you're when you're you know 14, 13, 14. But there is something wrong with doing it competitively year round. So when the baseball season's over, you're done. Play basketball. You're ready for football, track, whatever. If you want to play another sport, but play all sports. I love it. I could, I could, uh, I could talk to you for hours. You know, I love picking your brain. Well, we'll have to do another show. Well, I, listen. <laughs> I have no problem. I, I, I know the listeners love hearing from you, too, because you're a wealth of knowledge, and uh, we always love catching up with you. Everything else is good in the Leo Mazzoni world? Yeah, everything. Matter of fact, I, I'm up in Maryland now with my visiting my 95-year-old mother who's in assisted living, 
and uh, visiting my grandson, and and uh, uh, he turned three yesterday. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, so then we're heading back to the lake on uh, Sunday and uh, and uh, go from there. And well, you know, look, we're getting ready for the greatest sports time of the year. You know that, don't you? I love it. My favorite. You got the penny. You got the penny race. You got college football. You got the NFL. Come on, man, I mean, don't get listen, much better. Than Notre that. Dame might try it again this year. Well, you know, I mean. I know they're gonna they're gonna be so good, just good enough to break my heart, you know. <laughs> that is the perfect I, place I, to they're, leave they're, it. They're, they're, I think they're a top ten team. I don't know if they're a top four or five team though. I don't. I don't want to go down the, the the rabbit hole of Notre Dame, Leo. It is a pleasure, my man. Enjoy the family, and uh, we'll catch up soon. All right, you take care. Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screen, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings, boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course, their homemade jumbo cookies. Now, these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on Uber Eats, check out the Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11.30 till 3.30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net, or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Guys, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to Brian Murphy for producing the podcast, and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madland. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, uh-huh. and parties don't stop yeah. till 8 in the morning. 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. 